Welcome to Authors on Tour Live, a weekly podcast for people who love to hear about books from the authors themselves. My name is Darren Fote, and today we are podcasting live from the Tattered Cover Bookstore, one of the premier independent bookstores in the nation, with three locations in the metro Denver area. You can visit www.authorsontourlive.com for a complete list of upcoming podcasts. Wait a minute, it's time to begin. Well, hi, everybody, and thank you for coming. Normally, when you have author events, we have someone introduce the author. And for those of you who don't know, I'm Len Vlahos. I'm the author of Scar Girl. We'll talk about this a lot in a minute. But my wife, Kristen, and I, who's standing in the back, we're the incoming owners of Tattered Cover Bookstore. So when my colleagues heard I had a book coming out, they said, you have to do an event. So of course I wanted to. And they said, well, we'll, we'll have somebody host the event. And my colleague, Mark Leonard, who's right over there, was going to introduce me. And I said that it's just silly to have someone introduce me here. It just feels kind of, I don't know, stupid. So we're just going to be very low key tonight. And I also, I'm going to give out the other thing Tattered Cover does for all visiting authors, which I found out when I came on tour here before we ever moved to Colorado, they give these really nice bookmarks right? And in fact, we have a couple of authors I'll introduce in a little bit in the audience tonight. And I said, well, don't get me a bookmark. Is that stupid too? And they did. So somebody here tonight is going to win a bookmark that says Len Vlahos, March 8th, 2016, Tattered Cover Bookstore, because I'm not taking it home. So anyway, so thank you for coming. We're going to start with a trivia question tonight. Which author wrote those words? Shout it out if you have a guess. Charlie says J.K. Rowling. Anybody else? You say J.K. Rowling also? Einstein. Sophia, who do you think? Jack Kerouac. So the answer is J.K. Rowling. That's Professor Dumbledore talking about Hogwarts. That music is beyond all magic that we do here. And it's one of my all-time favorite music quotes. All of these other writers actually have great quotes about music. My favorite is Nietzsche. I've never read uh, Nietzsche. I'm not much of a philosopher, or maybe I am, but I don't read it. But without music, life would be a mistake. I I mean, I think that's great. And the reason I start with this is because what we're going to talk about as much as anything else tonight is music. Um, And what are we going to do tonight? We're going to talk about the story of Scargirl. We're going to talk about the power of music, and yes, we're going to do some trivia. And, and we're going to play a little music, too, and we'll come to that in a little bit. So first, Scar Girl is a sequel to The Scar Boys. The Scar Boys was a novel that came out in 2014, and it really is about the power of music. Um, it's really about the power of music to heal. It's about a boy, um, Harry, Harbinger Robert Francis Harry Jones, who is... Um, struck by lightning when he's eight years old, which is not really accurate because he's actually tied to a tree and the tree is struck by lightning. He's tied there by bullies. Um, The tree catches fire and Harry is severely burned and he is scarred and he's scarred not just on the outside, but on the inside too. Um, And he becomes an outcast, a pariah. For those of you who have not read Scarboys, the rest of this is a little bit of a spoiler alert about Scarboys. So if you want to read Scarboys, go to the other side of the store, get a copy, and come back in about two minutes. Um, so what happens um, 
he, that all happens when he's eight years old and he becomes, again, a, a total outcast. By the time, and he winds up going to a psychiatrist, he can't fit in anywhere. And then by the time he gets to eighth grade, something magical happens. Um, who, raise your hand if you've read Scarboys. Oh, look at that. Who knows what the magical thing is? No, I already called on you guys. <laughs> I know, but you haven't read the book, bud. So, yes. So, he makes a friend. And it's not just any friend, but he's like the popular kid in school. He's, he's good looking, and he doesn't even seem to notice Harry's scars. But that's not the magical thing. He meets a girl, Cheyenne. We're going to talk a lot about her tonight. Um, that's not the magical thing either. And in fact, he obviously falls for Cheyenne, as you would expect. She kind of falls for Johnny, and there's this little love triangle developed. But the magical thing is that Harry and his friends discover music. And music becomes the lifeblood of his existence, and together they form a band called the Scarboys. And it's now time for our second trivia question. Who can tell me the name of the fictional band from Georgia that encourages the Scarboys to go on tour? Peter? Oh, he knew the answer. It's Woofing Cookies. Um, so Woofing Cookies is a little bit of a sort of a self-reflexive kind of Easter egg because I actually dropped out of NYU Film School to go on the road with a band called Woofing Cookies. Um, it's really hard to see on the screen, but that, I'm sort of in the back there. So that was, this is circa 1983-84. Um, uh, and and you, the angry young man in the front, he's, he's actually drinking a pitcher of water. We were actually really good kids, but we, I, we were a punk band, and we actually did go on the road. And, and in real life, Wolf and Cookies, the night after this was filmed, this was a, t, a cable TV show in New York City in 1985, we went on tour. And 10 days into that tour, our van broke down. And I'd always wanted to write about that. And we got stranded in Georgia and spent a few months there. And I'd always wanted to write about that experience. And I, I kept trying to write it in different ways, and it kept coming out as a memoir, and no one cared. And that's when I realized it wasn't my story. It was the story of music. And that's what happened when I, I met the character Harry when I started writing. I put him on the road with his band, and their van broke down. Um, and so a lot of the stuff that happens with the band and the Scarboys comes from my own past. Their van breaks down um, in Athens, Georgia, uh, which is where our van broke down. Which leads us to our third trivia question. Which of these is not a nickname for the state of Georgia? You know this already. You've seen it. I can't call on you. Shout it out. This could be the moment there's a bookmark at stake. It is the peanut state. Um, yeah, when you enter Georgia, there's signs saying welcome to Georgia State of Adventure. And it is known as the Goober State, too. But I've, not, I've never found anything where it's actually called um, the Peanut State. Anyway, the band goes on tour. There's a love triangle brewing. The, the van breaks down. Tensions ride high. And Harry and Johnny, um, they start to fight. And they, um, they fight badly enough that Johnny leaves the tour and he goes home which leaves Harry, Cheyenne, and their drummer, Richie, in Georgia, and they decide to do a show. And in fact, Harry and Cheyenne connect. And Harry steps out of his shell with Johnny, who was the singer, gone, and becomes the front man. And he starts singing in the band. And his life is perfect. He and Cheyenne have kissed. They've had the best gig. He's the front man. He's free. But just like a tragedy on the front end of his life, there's a book, you know, it's bookended on the back end with another tragedy. 
Johnny is hit by a car and loses his leg. And the, the tour now ends completely, and everybody goes home. And what happens ultimately is, well, Harry finds Cheyenne and tells her that he loves her. And she, anybody remember what she does? She throws up on his shoes. Um, he promises that he will help her reconcile with Johnny, and they all make up in the end. And, and Johnny and Harry sort of become buds again, and, and we're, sort of, we're sort of back to it. Um, so that's how the book ends. It ends on a high note, and it's really about the power of music to heal. And I decided, and, and the book did, did pretty well. It got some nice accolades for a debut. I was really, I was really pleased. My agent, Sandra, who's here. Hi, Sandra. Um, I think we were really pleased with, with how this did. And um, I sat down to start to write a sequel because everybody writes sequels. It's just what you do. Um, and sequels are great. Like, sequels are always great, right? So, um, I sat down, and what happened was um, almost 40,000 words later, I realized that my sequel was absolute garbage. Um, because really, a lot of sequels are absolute garbage. Um, and mine was one of those. So I, I, I talked to my editor. He said, well, don't write it. He said, put it away. So I, I hey, Lukey, shh, shh, shh. So I put it away, and I, I went on to other projects. In fact, I wrote another project that... Um, it's going to be published in January by another publisher called Bloomsbury. That book's called Life in the Fishbowl. I'll talk about that later um, if you want. Um, so I was, I was done with Scargirl. Okay, time for another quick trivia question. Staying Alive is the sequel to what movie? Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever. Very good. And it's truly awful. Um, so I did my first Scarboys event at, a, at a, a bookstore called Anderson's Bookshop in Naperville, Illinois. They had something called the Pre-Pub Club about two months before the book came out. And the event went really well. I was, I was like, this is the best. I like this. I, I like writing. I like promoting. I like all of this. And as the event was winding down, this woman, she's kind of hard to see. Her name is Wendy Houle. She's an educator, an eighth grade educator in, in suburban sh- Chicago, came up to me and said, I've got to ask you something. I said, what? Really hushed tones. She said, the end of your book, Cheyenne's pregnant, right? I'm like, what? She goes, well, she and Johnny get together. She throws up on Harry kind of randomly. I'm like, oh, oh. (laughs) And the whole book just kind of laid itself out before me. And it is thanks to Wendy Houle that I I wrote uh, Scar Girl at all. And that's sometimes where books come from. So yes, Scargirl opens with um, Cheyenne being pregnant. Um, the, the construct of the story is the band, it's three years later now, and the band is sitting down with a music journalist to tell how they have become incredibly, incredibly successful. Um, and, uh, and they're um, telling the story really where it picks up from where Scarboys left off. Um, so each character is struggling with, with different issues. Johnny is struggling with having had his leg amputated. Um, and he's coming to grips with being a popular guy, a runner. I mean, running was as important to Johnny as was music. And now he's lost his leg. Harry is still struggling with his feelings for Cheyenne. Cheyenne is struggling with her pregnancy, which she's keeping a secret from Johnny and everybody else. Because Johnny is so burdened by his own problems, she, feel that, she feels that she can't tell him. Um, and Richie, the drummer, is struggling with uh, trying to keep the band together. But the, the centerpiece of Scargirl is really Cheyenne 
and, and how she's dealing with these issues and how her life kind of just spins out of control because of it, because she can't tell Johnny. And what she does is she decides that she's going to write a song to tell Johnny. And um, that's, it's one of the moments in the book. We were supposed to have a Cheyenne here tonight to sing the song, but my Cheyenne has the flu. So I'm going to play the role of Cheyenne. The song uh, in the book is called, it's called Lullaby. And just a little bit of backstory on this song. Um, Kristen, in, in 2007, Kristen told me that she was pregnant with Charlie. And my, my reaction was this. <laughs> I am not a jump up and down kind of guy. I never have, have been. That's Kristen, by the way. Um, <laughs> like a self, like a, a Pablo Picasso version of Kristen with that sheet, but she's holding two glasses of wine at four months pregnant. You can ask her about that later. Um, I, so I, I, I really had, I didn't know how to react. I was very, very over the moon. It was like one of the happiest things I've ever heard. So I wound up, um, go, I took my guitar, I went to the other room and I wrote this song and, um, it wound up being the perfect fit for the book. And what I'll do is I'm going to play the song now. It's been adapted in the book for uh, a, a young woman to sing, but I'm going to sing it the way it was written. I thought Stephanie was coming tonight, so I haven't rehearsed this. So um, bear with me. But this is called Lullaby, and this is the song I wrote when I found out Kristen had Charlie in her belly. That's not Charlie. That's Luke, because he deserves some screen time, some equal time, too. Um, and um, so here we go. What's that in your belly beneath the cat? Are you making us a lullaby? Tell me, does it feel strange in your belly? Do you feel a change? I'm too stunned to even cry. Does it have a name? Is it a boy or a girl? Will it be present or will it change the world? Will it be bad? Will it be good? Will it be loved and misunderstood? Will it be rich or will it be poor? Whatever it is, we're gonna love it forevermore. Whatever you are, we'll love you forevermore. Cause you're our little lullaby. Thing is to sing. 
always sing And we'll sing to help you sleep It's the one thing the promise we'll keep We will sing this lullaby So that's the song sung in the first person that um, Cheyenne writes to tell Johnny but can't ever play it for him. That song also, by the way, I should say, is available as we recorded it. Stephanie, who sings much more beautifully than I do, um, we recorded it, and that's available for, as a download, a free download off my website, lenvalejos.com. So let's get to our final trivia question. What song does the fiction, fictional Woofing Cookies... Sorry, that's wrong. That should say, what song does the Scar Boys... What song do the Scar Boys play at CBGB's? It's not Woofing Cookies who plays it. It's the Scar Boys. Yes. No, that's in the book. But there, there's a song where they actually... There's a scene where they play at CBGB's. It's not something I wrote. There's three songs in Scar... There's four songs in Scar Boys. I wrote three of them. One I didn't. And there's six songs in Scar Girl, including that one I just played. Anybody get this? The bookmark is now at stake. Does anybody remember? They're playing. It's an old song from the 60s. And they're doing it as an encore at CBGB's. It's in the Scar Boys. Sandra, you can't guess. (laughs) All right, we'll save this for something else. I love this song. How are you not happy listening to this song? Anybody tell me who's that singing? Oh, it said Nancy Sinatra. I can't give this away then. Oh, darn it. Um, so, we're, so, I'm not going to tell you any more about the story because there, there's a couple of big spoilers I don't want to give for Scar Girl, but the, it, it's kind of their story of how they hit bottom again and again and again and sort of rise from the ashes to become the Scar Boys. Um, so where the Scar Boys is about the power of music to heal, um, Scar Girl is really about the power of music to tear things apart. Um, uh, I should just... Um, introduce a couple of people here tonight because uh, I, this is sort of a friends and family thing so I said we said hi to Kristen already um, but Jess Brody who is a, another area young adult author who wrote the Unremembered series and your forthcoming book is Boys of Summer due out when? April 5th, April 5th. Uh, and, and, and you're doing the launch on the 10th? The Saturday Whatever that Saturday is. I think that is the 9th. Um, Brenna Jovanoff was somewhere, um, who uh, is probably best known for the replacements, but has written many books. I'm in the middle of her forthcoming book called Places You... I just keep calling it Places. Places No One Knows. It's a beautiful book. I'm about halfway through it. And Brenna, we're doing something at Colfax? On May 20th at Colfax. Um, so I uh, thank you guys for coming out tonight. Um, 
Yes. And we're really excited that um, we've launched a teen advisory board here, and two of our members, Brooke and Ashley from the teen advisory board, came out tonight also. Oh, it's Kaylin and Kaylin who works here. So um, anyway, thank you guys for coming out. Are there any, I'm happy to answer questions, sign books or whatever you want. That's our very low-key presentation for the night. Um, Jess Brody. Um, because the first one is not meant to be the title of the book isn't really meant to be Harry. It's meant to be the band. And the second one, it's meant to be Cheyenne. So it's the scar boys as the band, even though it's Harry's story and it's scar girl, even though it's more than just Cheyenne's voice, it's told in the voices of everybody in the band. Yes. How do I like Colorado? I love Colorado. No, um, I, I, I could play your Rocky Mountain High. I've learned it. Um, um, I, we, we, we love Colorado. We moved here from the East Coast last June. First of all, we moved on to the best block in America with the best neighbors, several of whom are here tonight. Um, our, our, our guys walked out, stepped out of the car. It's like they've always been living here. It's, it's everything about Colorado except for snow removal is better than back east. <laughs> Any other questions? Yes. Um, I remember um, having heard you talk before. Did you say there was a fun story behind the cover of Scar Girl? So uh, the cover of Scar Girl was, um, it was the uh, brainchild of the editor. Jordan, Jordan Hamesley was the editor of the book. Uh, she worked at a company called Egmont USA. Egmont USA went out of business right before this was supposed to publish. So it, this, is, this is about six or seven months late in publishing. Um, it was supposed to come out last August. But anyway, Jordan had this idea. So she got the young woman who uh, was the um, admin assistant in the office. They rented her a base and got her to jump in the air and photographed her. And, and, and that's how it works. When you write books, by the way, a, a lot of you are connected to books, so you know this, but you don't get to pick your cover. You don't even get to pick your title. Um, the book I have coming out in January is... Um, was, has been called House of Stone for the last five years that I worked on it and lived with it. It's going to be called Life in a Fishbowl when it comes out um, because publishers have the right to change your title and to change your cover because it's, it's, they're buying the right to sell it and they have to do whatever they can to try and sell it to, um, to make a profit off it because that's what publishers do. Peter? Yeah, there's supposed to be a tattoo on her back. I wonder if I grabbed an... Is, it, is there a tattoo on... They took the tattoo. I never realized that. <laughs> they're, they're able to do that, too. They're able to do that, too. Yeah. Tattoo Yeah, because she, she gets a tattoo in the book. And, um, and it's a tattoo of... Uh, I, won't, I won't do a spoiler on that one. It's a fun tattoo. So, yes... Are you suggesting I'm not young? No. <laughs> I'm not young. It's okay. Um, yeah. So I, I've been writing creatively for fun since 10th grade. I had two assignments in the 10th grade, my 10th grade English class. Um, so this is 1980. 
okay, a long time ago, very different era in America, right? This is like the dawn of Ronald Reagan. And um, one of the assignments, I wrote a one-act play about two Christmas trees dying on the side of the road talking to each other in like early January. It was a comedy. And the other was um, Sesame Street 2020. And in it, Bert and Ernie are an old gay couple living together. Oscar the Grouch is a methadone addict. The Count teaches kids to count by putting bullets in a gun. And my teacher loved it. Like she, she appreciated and, and her encouragement and then my 12th grade English teacher. So Miss Bernhardt and Mr. Sturdivant. And I've been writing creatively ever since tons of short stories, five really, really awful screenplays, um, and four novels, all of which are being published. So, cause these two, Scar Boys was the first novel I wrote. Life in a Fishbowl is actually the second novel I wrote. This was the third, and then there's another one. Um, I'm under contract, and I just finished it, and my publisher, they have accepted it with some edits. So, Jess? Compare any other questions? <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're, I, I'm... I am waiting to walk out of my house one day and have a piece of like Skylab fall on my head because I am literally the luckiest man in America. I have the two best jobs in the world. I have an awesome family. I, I mean, Kristen and I are the incoming owners of Tattered Cover. People, people, our family back home doesn't understand that. Our friends here get it, and our friends in the book industry get it, um, and then I get to do this. So I have the two best jobs in the world. The only problem is I am so tired <laughs> all the time. So, um, But they're, they're very different jobs. It's weird to do both, because as a bookseller, I'm expected to say things about books, and I don't really want to say bad things about books because I write them. So, But you want to give an honest re- review and an honest opinion. So I listened to Jess's book, by the way, Unremembered an Audio, and it was awesome. I actually brought a copy home for Kristen to read. So I said, I'm reading Brenna's now, and Emily's here. Hi, Emily. Everybody, all young adult writers come to Colorado. It's a great place to be. Um, well, thank you guys for coming. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Um, it's really wonderful to see every of my coworkers, our friends, our neighbors, um, fellow writers, our kids, friends, parents who, we're, who have been like so welcoming to us too. So thank you, everybody. I'm going to go relax now and get drunk. So thank you. That's all for tonight's Author on Tour. I'm Darren Foden. We have been podcasting live from the Tattered Cover Bookstore in Denver, Colorado. Stay pod-tuned in the coming weeks as we podcast Authors on Tour.